Today on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, we recap week one. Smile if your team won. It's time for Garbage Time. Welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football. I am your host tonight, JJ. We have the full crew here, Ryan, Joe, and Ron. How you guys doing tonight? I'm a little hurt. Yep. yep. Feel not great. <laughs> not Joe, good. how was the uh, the long trip there and back to the Jets game? Well, the trip there was miserable. Um, I got there, felt like I was sitting in a water park, and then I watched an inept offense for four quarters. I mean, three and a half quarters play because I wanted to beat the traffic out after that 60-yard Lamar you Jackson bomb. Early? I did. Wow. Um, what a that, horrible fan you are. Yeah, right. After watching that Lamar Jackson 60-yard bomb and sitting in that rain for two and a half hours, I was ready to beat the traffic. At least in the rain, no one can see your tears. <laughs> That's true. It was bad. All right. Uh, how are you guys doing, Ryan and Ron? How are you feeling after week one? Not good. Not. I'm feeling. I'm feeling phenomenal. Not gonna lie. I see the Let's Go Giants there on the back. Uh, <laughs> oh back yeah. Written. And all I need is uh, looks like eight more points out of Rashad Penny and Corlin Sutton to sweep Joe. Sad times in my week. Good thing it's only week one. Oh, a couple yards. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and get in some news. News updates. All right, let's talk about some news that upsets uh, Ryan a little bit more than it does me. Dak Prescott is expected to miss six to eight weeks with a fractured thumb. So, uh, Ryan, I wanted to get your thoughts on this and tell us what you did in the middle of the night to remedy this. Um, yeah, so obviously less than ideal uh, situation since I had I had Dak as my number two, well, technically my number one quarterback, and then uh, Matt Jones as my other quarterback who also didn't do well. So in my, in my crisis mode, I chose to sell Cordell Patterson high, which I actually think is a is a good good thing to do um, for dynasty managers out there. Uh, sent him over to Ron for Ron's probably only draft pick for the upcoming ten years, and he gave me his second round pick. And then I hurried up and fl- flipped that second rounder to go with Tua. Not not ideal, but uh, betters can be choosers with quarterbacks once uh, one of yours goes down. Yeah, Ron Especially is the two QB. The, uh, Ron is the Rams of the Dynasty League. That is for sure. F them pits. That, that's Ron's philosophy. Yes. Ryan, I'm, is I, it true that you made this trade uh, in the hour of the ghost 1 a.m.? Yes. Yes. I was actually impressed. Nice. Repurposing. I like it, Joe. <laughs> um, I was actually impressed that JJ was actually still awake to process the uh, the first one. And then that second one, within that 10 minutes, he must have dozed off there. It did. I, I fell asleep that, trying to finish House of Dragons. But I'll, I'll take a gamble on Tua for a second rounder. Got, got Tyreek Hill there, Jalen Waddle. He, he, he can definitely put up some decent games. I think 
I don't think we're going to see QB1 numbers from him, but she gets some decent QB2 weights. All right, let's talk about your other injured quarterback. Mac Jones uh, injures his back during the game. The x-rays come back negative. Uh, is he going to play in this upcoming weekend, and how do you feel about him for fantasy given the disappointing uh, play by the Patriots this past weekend? Um, yeah, so you said bat spasms. X-rays came back good and everything. They're, they're leaning that he should be able to play. They're not sure yet. Uh, game was definitely disappointing. We we had a really good first drive. We drove down the field really well. And then uh, through that interception in the end zone, defense got away with a holding. Um, and then after that, it just seemed like our offense couldn't do anything. But one thing I noticed, and I don't know why, uh, Kendrick Bourne was not on the field like at all that game. Um, one big catch, right? Yeah, had one big catch and then was, was really not on the field whatsoever. Uh, so I'm not sure if he's in the doghouse for something or what, but I think him not being on the field definitely hurt us a little bit. Uh, but Belichick has shown he will he will bench players regardless of how useful it will be. Flashback to Malcolm Butler being benched in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so, ho- hopefully we see a little bit more of uh, Kendrick Bourne coming up. All right, some more notable injuries uh, from this upcoming weekend, too. Keenan Allen has a hamstring injury. Um, may miss some time. So this may be the Josh Palmer show a little bit earlier than some of us expected. I thought this would be next year. But he could take that role over and JJ get significant work. He JJ did. He not to drop him. And now, sure he's, now he's in the open waiver wire. Uh, Najee Harris did hurt his foot. So you should evaluate the backup running back too. We will get into the wa- that into the waiver show in the upcoming days. But apparently Najee could play this upcoming weekend. So as bad as the injury looked, don't spiral yet. It's not too bad. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell's injury is very bad. He is expected to miss eight weeks. He was seen leaving the game with a heavy brace. Uh, so guys, who do we like better in this upcoming week? Is it going to be Jeff Wilson or Tyrion Davis Price, who wasn't even active? last week for the game? Uh, Joe, you're it just seems like the the Shanahan, It seems like the Shanahan thing would end up being Tyrion Davis-Price. The guy who didn't even play in the first week, but then is the actual backup to Elijah Mitchell, where Jeff Wilson is, they want more as the pass catcher. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, too, about the San Francisco backfield. Ron's completely right. We don't know what's going to go on in that backfield and what they're going to do. It could be a 15 handoff week to Devo. It could be Trey Lance running all last week. And I I don't really know what the game script for them is going to be because as JJ can point out, you know, he watched that Bears and 49ers game very closely. It, it, It was a water park there and nothing that was vindictive or indicative of that game is going to be going into next week for either one of those offenses. It was just a sloppy game all around. Uh, so I, I really don't even know how to evaluate what that offense is going to do or who's going to be in that backfield. So this may just be a dark throw at one of these guys. My guts that he's going to go with the veteran initially, but we've been proven wrong with Shanahan before. So you're really taking your shot on who you think is actually going to produce in that backfield. Always tough to tell. It's almost as bad as the New England backfield who gives about 20 carries to three running backs, and nobody knows who the starter is anymore. (laughs) Guys, you ready for a Christian voicemail real quick? Yes. You arrogantly said, bring it on, Christian. 
and I'm bringing it. Hey guys, it's your favorite hacking fan here. JJ, I don't like your impression. Please stop. But it was pretty good. Uh, and JJ, I hope you're ready to lose your first game in fantasy football to Christian. I hope you're ready. Joe, stop making these podcasts so goddamn long. Please. <laughs> All right? Go Bill. Christian, out. Any thoughts on that, JJ? Wait. Fan here. You want to hear Can it again? Turn it off? No. Ron and I um, made it all unscathed. It's rare. Yeah. Uh, well, I've been I've been talking a lot of smack to Christian, so. Yeah, th- this didn't age well for him. Yeah, I just took the lead on him. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Christian. If you're uh, in the comments right now, feel free to you know throw your shade for the next time you play JJ mm. in the upcoming weeks. Uh, just some other comments I want to go over too. We have a pile of them, and we'd say we want to be interactive with the Hackling fandom. So I just wanted to go over five or six of them real quick and see what your guys' thoughts on them are. Uh, Corin2121 says, Nice call, and you have a handsome brain. This was my call on the Cam Makers take last week saying that people should bench him. Fortunately, didn't have that option in one of my big tournament leagues. So that kind of sucks. Mm, Heavy grass. I made that pick. <laughs> Oof, yeah. Terrible, right? Happy Grass 5 says, yep, you called it. That is also with the Cam Akers take. Brady Barr has a question here. Who do I drop? Julio, Skymore, Dubs, and Herbert. What's your thoughts on that, guys? I assume that's Khalil Herbert. Yes. Dubs, Dobbs, uh, Julio. I wouldn't drop Julio because Godwin oh. is a, uh, with a hamstring, and he looked pretty good. I think uh, Sky Moore. That's yeah. It's feeling like it. And then Surf from CBS Sports says, actually, no, Surf says CBS Sports is the absolute worst. JJ, this was in reference to the Montgomery video that you made, so he agrees uh, with your Judy. take. Judy alert! Oh my god! Sorry. Oh boy! It's all right. Bomb touchdown. Sorry. You, you say I'm sorry as I'm literally turned away from the camera watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll continue. Boys. I'll continue with the comments here as you guys are very busy with the game. Freezing fantasy football. Fantasy says uh, he'd like to collab with us sometime on DFS too. I said give us a schedule and we'll figure out something with him too. And then Michael Craig says we need to add damn stamps to our videos. So another comment saying we need to add stamps, but you know, no work job. So butter stamps, time stamps like portions of the show where we're giving our takes. Do uh, we know how to do that? Yeah, it's oh, worth okay. it, Google. And <laughs> get on it, man, because I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> and Town from the Heckling Fandom says he's a big fan of CD Lamb for Dynasty. Uh, not after that Dak Prescott injury, I don't think he will be this year. Uh, you know, long term guess, but still good. Yeah, yeah, not for um, redraft. They probably want timestamps so they can get over Joe's thirty minute news segments. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, guys, if you like this bullshit that you hear during uh, the next seventeen weeks on Monday Night Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. You can also listen to us on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Tune in, leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com. 
You can contact us on Twitter at garbage underscore time FF and on Instagram at garbage time fantasy football. And I think without rather any further ado, we're ready to get into the recap. Correct, JJ? Correct. I gave you time to get rid of it, and it didn't happen. It catches yeah. me off guard every time. Something has to be done. No, no, it's 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 here to stay. Fucking scream, man! I don't understand. <laughs> All right, so I'm leading the. We gotta change today. it before it becomes like an actual thing, and like people get upset that we change it. It's been, you know, millions, I get it for a whole millions year. and millions of viewers. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get this rolling. So. Let's do our takeaways from each game. So, uh, starting off, 49ers, Bears. Bears beat the 49ers 19 to 10 at home. Um, so, first bullet point should we panic on Trey Lance or just write it off as a weather game? No, this is a straight up weather game. It, there's no take you can really take out of this game. You're, you get, I think your team played admirable, JJ. Um, the defense is going to be better than advertised, but that was an effing pool they were playing in. There's nothing you can take away in that game. Same thing with like playing in the elements at Lambeau and snow. You see those shitty games, even with great offenses, or the game last year that we saw with the Bills and Patriots. Nothing you can take away from this game. You have to wait another week to make an evaluation, I think, on that offense. Yeah, I agree. And he's going against uh, Seattle next week. So, well, okay. I mean, I mean, what's up, Hunter? Uh, oh, I love the Pisaco. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's so Sorry. Continue on, JJ. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw him miss a couple intermediate throws and uh, blow a couple of reads, but it, it really kind of looked like his preseason where he found a couple deep balls and then kind of missed some intermediate throws. So it's a very interesting situation because they're a team that has a very strong roster. So a quarterback really is the difference in them going deep into the playoffs and, and maybe that. So uh, second point, does the David Montgomery Khalil Herbert stat line concern you? Khalil Herbert uh, had five carries for – or nine carries for 45 yards. And Montgomery had – I think it was like 17 carries for 26 yards and three or four receptions. I think that annoyed me the most was on the one drive once they got inside the 20. Just gave it to Khalil Herbert, and he got the touchdown. Just scalped the touchdown from Montgomery. So uh, that was kind of a killer from from a fantasy standpoint. Anyway, based on from what I saw of the game, Jamal Williams twin. Yeah, I mean usage wise, it's what you want to see. But David Montgomery only getting twenty seven yards off of how many ever carries. But again, with the weather, most um, of his carries were in the first half. And the second he got the ball, there were four people on him. Yeah. So uh, they made some adjustments at halftime. Maybe he's not a fit for their running scheme that they're trying to run. I mean, he, I mean, he is no elusive. Hole. There was just no holes. I mean, I, just, Herb, I mean, I understand, but Khalil Herbert also, you know, did a lot more on less carries. So it's definitely something you have to watch. But I do believe that Dave Montgomery will – pick it up, and end up being all right. Next week versus Green Bay. Got a lot more faith in him than I do in Cam Akers, that's for sure. (laughs) 
All right, moving on. Uh, who's the next man up for the 49ers? We kind of touched on it with the Eliza Mitchell in- injury in the news. Um, do we think it's Jeff Wilson or Davis Price? Steve Samuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. He had eight carries. Uh, I was very involved in the run game. Yeah, and not very involved in the pass game. I'm hoping that's a weather thing. But, I, I mean, what do you have, like four targets? That's, that's not what you want to see. Yeah, you wasn't. It was just so hard to throw, and they really were being very creative with their run scheme, doing a lot of reverses and um, end around type deal type stuff. So, I think you'll see them open it up a little more next week for Seattle. And uh, you know, if Jamal Adams is out, he was just carted to the locker room. That could help them too. So, it'll be interesting to see next week. I think they open up the passing game a little more, and we'll get a better feel for Lance and and who's going to be that next running back up. It, it so. should be Jeff Wilson, honestly. I think they'll give yeah. the veteran the experience. But then again, we saw basically an undrafted player, Elijah Mitchell, take over the role last year. So God knows. It honestly, just take your dart throw. Which one you think is going to actually be the running back? Pick up both. <laughs> Yeah, and Mason. Don't forget about Mason. Yeah, that'll be the one. <laughs> All right, anything yeah. else from this game? No, I'm ready to move on. All right, rolling on. Saints and Falcons. Falcons do what they do and blow a monster lead and uh, take the heartbreaking loss, 27-26 to the Saints. Question number one, are we all the way back in on Michael Thomas? He had five catches, 57 yards, and two scores. No. Yes. No, Joe? Why not? I'm waiting to see a few more games out of him. Um, I think I would try. No. um, (laughs) No, just 57 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, we've seen a lot of players come along with similar stat lines and not do anything the rest of the year. As a Jets fan, I've seen stat lines like that a lot of players, especially coming back from two years. I still want to see just a little bit more. The eight targets is definitely nice. Um, but I think I would still try to trade him high if I could. Um, so I'm not out on him. I'm not saying he's not going to have a good year. I just want to see more work. Okay. I, uh, I I think I'm back in. He looked like his old self. He was moving well. Uh, was that red zone threat? And once Jameis heated up, he was looking for him quite a bit. So I, I liked what I saw to Thomas. I think he's going to have an okay year. Jameis impressed me. I love what I saw out of Jameis. Let me just address this comment real quick. I would not drop Mooney or Damian Pierce. Um, Mooney had the weather game. Wide receivers only had four catches for the Bears in that one. There was just not a whole lot going on through the air. And Pierce, just stay patient. It's only Rex Burkhead in his way. So I think uh, think as the year goes on, his usage goes up. He's just getting the rookie treatment. All right, next, uh, do we buy Jarvis Landry? He had nine targets, seven catches for 114 yards. Kind of looked like uh, Jarvis Landry from his heyday in Miami. Yeah, especially if you can pick him off the waivers in a lot of formats. Do we we think he's going to be a consistent thing? I mean, I think he's a sure-handed target over the middle of the field, and that's going to be good for Jameis. I mean, it's it's hard to trust Jarvis Landry, but at this point, I almost have to because – He's very sure-handed. He can catch. Touchdown. To who? Uh, a tight end. I, I can't. Colby Parkinson. Jeez, that's like the third tight end that's gotten work. Anyways, what was I saying? Oh, Jarvis Landry. He's, 
he's got really good hands and could catch a ton of balls from Jameis Winston this year. It'll be interesting to see how that works out with him. Jarvis Landry could be the kind of player that is good for eight weeks, and then they start working Chris Olave potentially more into there too. Um, but you're, you're going to have to see the narratives in that game. If Michael Thomas is back, as you guys are alluding to, I think the one that would be on the fritz later in the season if Olave starts coming on as they work those younger players in would be uh, Jarvis Landry. So just, just something to evaluate. But I think he's going to be productive for at least the next – Five, six weeks. Maybe after the bye, you might see the dip a little bit. But also, yeah, no, you can not, Also, if they're not playing from behind, they're probably not going to have to throw as much. So those wide receivers got extra targets this game. Yep. Fair, fair enough. Uh, next, Cordell Patterson. Ryan talked about the trade he made with Ron and Dynasty. Is he going to be viable all season long, or is he going to kind of burn out like he did last year? And are we done with Tyler Algier, or should we be patient? You're done with him early in the season. Cordell will burn himself out like he did last year. Um, he's not the kind of player that can take 20 carries a game for 17 weeks. He'll do it for 11 or 12 weeks, and then you'll see the dip. Uh, kind of like when you see the dip when Call of Duty comes out for Kyler Murray. Well, Did Call of Duty already come out? Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how much lower you can get. <laughs> um, with Cordero, I think, honestly, I kind of think his production all kind of lies on what Williams does. And I know, and I don't mean like with Williams being out, I think if Williams is in there, it actually helps Cordero Patterson. Because I think that ends up with him receiving more targets and less actual uh, carries. So that might actually help him out in the long run. I mean, if he can get five or six catches a game and, you know, eight or nine carries, he should be flex worthy throughout most of the season. Fair enough. Good to see it. And if you have a really bad dynasty running back room, a second rounder for Cordero is probably way too expensive. But you might need to. It's another question here from the Hike League fandom. Steelers defense is on the waiver wire. Should I pick them up or avoid them because TJ Watt is injured? I mean, they still look good. Who do they play next week? Patriots. Um, Nobody knows. We're such a good pack. Patriots. Patriots. <laughs> uh, I would play them against the Patriots. They looked like shit. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> it's you, unfortunately you, true. I can't. I can't deny it. That's not a bad. Not a bad ad, Hunter. Yeah, no, you can definitely stream them. I think uh, they still there's other options. Good, even after too. Watt, even after Watt went down, they still looked good. There was a lot on that defense, even without Watt, and currently still is. It'll hurt, but it's still a good defense. It's looking like I should have started Gino over Kyler. <laughs> yeah. God, week one's always so weird. I know. All right, last question on this game. Uh, what do we think about Kyle Pitts? Did we were a little nervous about what happened with Mariota? He didn't really get in sync. He had seven targets, but only caught two for 19 yards. No touchdowns. What do we think? He'll be fine. The work was there. The targets were there. Honestly, he was probably getting a lot of attention in the schemes. He'll, he'll, he'll get his. Well, won't he get attention in every game? 
He will, but he'll also create a better repertoire with Marcus Mariota or Ritter eventually. He'll be fine. Ryan, you have a different opinion on this. <clears throat> I don't want different. I, I, I mean, I was nervous about Pitts coming in this season anyway because of Mariota. Um, but I think the seven targets is promising. Um, only completing two of those. I don't know, like how like how catchable all those targets were. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's going to be top five. You got to like that. He lined up mostly as a wide receiver through most of it though. I did love that. Yep. All right. But I'll just say this watching the game. If they just gave Javante Williams 20 carries a game, the Broncos <laughs> would be in better shape. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, let's get to the next game here. You got the Steelers and the Bengals that, was a kicking emotional roller coaster. Uh, a lot of missed field goals here, but the Steelers edge it out 23-20. Uh, first question, how concerned are you guys with the Steelers' offense? Their line looked absolutely atrocious, giving up lots of pressure, making no room in the run game. Do you think this affects the fantasy viability of your Steelers players? It absolutely does, because what if those players can't stay healthy because the first they can't protect the quarterback and they can't create lanes for that running back? It, it's very concerning, I think. Um, you know, we want Mitch to be fantasy viable all year, right, JJ? And we don't want Najee to go down. He's a very fun fantasy player to watch. Um, yeah, no, I, I see that line being very concerning, and if he doesn't have time to throw those wide receivers, it may not very be very viable. might be good for Friarduth because, you know, He's a security blanket, and you're going to need those quick dump downs, but ain't going to benefit the other players. Yeah, Najee will probably be all right just due to straight volume, but if he could stay healthy, I mean, when you are when you see even a minor injury in the week one, you it's not great. Like, that's not what you want to see. No. Uh, next question. Are we uh, concerned with George Pickens? Are we holding him? Are we dropping him? You saw Fryermuth and Deontay Johnson combined for 22 targets. Um, Claypool had six targets. He only produced four, four receptions for 18 yards. They also gave him six carries. So he was very involved in the offense. They tried to get the ball in his hands. Uh, Pickens had one target for one catch for three yards. Are we worried about him or do we hold him? And you know, that's, kind of know that rookie receivers start slow sometimes. I'm going to hold this hot pan and burn my hands. Yeah, I'm holding them. One more week. Yeah, if you have the room on your bench, obviously if – like I saw a team that had T. Higgins and uh, Keenan Allen. Like yeah. if you need to drop someone because you need a wide receiver that's actually playing decent right now, you might not have a choice. But if you can hold on to Pickens, I would hold on to him for a couple more weeks at least. Probably if he doesn't do anything by week three, you might it might force your hand. But right now I would try to hold him if you can. Okay. All right, I'm aligned. Yeah, try and hold him if you can. He's obviously a very talented player. And if he, you know, an injury or they find a way to incorporate him more, he could be a league winner. So do what you can. All right, uh, last bit for this game. This could get emotional because some players have different feelings on this guy, but are you guys concerned with Joe Burrow? Um, I'll let Ron lead on this one. He threw four interceptions and was sacked seven times. Ron talked about how, uh, you know, the offensive line was supposed to be improved, but he was hit a lot and under pressure a lot. 
Yeah, I mean, that was the biggest thing everyone talked about all year, this much improved offensive line. Everyone's saying Joey Burrow's going to throw it for 50 times a game, and there's not going to be any running game, even though Joe Mixon carried the ball over 20 times, I believe, or pretty close to it. But, you know, we just got shown that you put pressure on him. This line is still not holding up. They could get better, but I wouldn't say I'm worried about Joe Burrow. Is he going to throw four interceptions every game? No. This will probably be the only time he does that all year. But for where he was being drafted, you're not going to be happy. Me and Ryan had said it, you know, in our top 10 QBs, we had him down towards the bottom of the top 10. It's just nothing against him as a player. I think he's a phenomenal quarterback, but his team around him, specifically offensive line, needs to show something before he's going to be okay. Losing T. Higgins hurts too. It's only for a few weeks. It's a concussion. He'll well, recover we don't know from... how long it is. He's in protocol. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a concussion. And on top of that, he's still got pretty good weapons in that offense. And when we Hi, see – Yeah, for now. Uh, yeah, no, and when you see new offenses and so many pieces gelling on an offensive line, they typically take a few weeks to gel together. Um, so I'm not too concerned about the offensive line. Yeah, they were going, they were going, you're lucky you. Uh, most of the time, a new offensive line takes time to gel. You'll see the chemistry usually by week three or four. Um, so I think you'll see Joe Burrow be fine in a few weeks. Yeah, but, uh, well, I mean, there's there's lack of chemistry, and then there's getting sacked seven times. Steelers like, have a damn good defense, man. That's all I've got to say about it. Really I'll good. give you that. I will give you that. That's why I said, like, this probably won't be the normal. But it, it's still concerning. You're still – he's yeah, not going to be – There were some bad decisions in there, too, of trying to force it. Uh, yeah. He's definitely going to have to clean some stuff up. But I think it will be a good thing going forward. I Super Bowl I saw a tweet or something that said, apparently Joe Burrow kept all his skill in his appendix. <laughs> it's not bad. Pretty good. All right. Last thing to note on this game, um, you're going to want to monitor the health of T. Higgins and Najee Harris. T. Higgins, obviously, uh, we talked about it, went out with a concussion, and Najee seems like he re-injured that foot injury that uh, he had in training camp. But it sounds like he's going to try and go Sunday. But obviously, watch the injury report on those guys. Uh, moving to the next game, the Eagles at the Lions. Eagles. Uh, hold on and win 38 to 35. Kind of funny, the Lions doing what they did last year, week one, getting down huge and then almost making an amazing comeback and coming up short because of the Lions. Uh, so, so let's go to Ryan on this one. How uh, how awesome was DeAndre Swift and how annoying is Jamal Williams? Yeah, <clears throat> DeAndre Swift was insane, um, was averaging almost 10 yards per carry, which is just ridiculous. Um, and Jamal Williams is insanely annoying. The fact that he got more touchdowns than DeAndre Swift is the worst. Um, and Jamal Williams only finished four carries behind him, uh, 15 carries to DeAndre, 11, like why you have DeAndre Swift? Why? Um, so as if, if you're a DeAndre Swift owner, that's gotta, I mean, you're happy because you did really well, but just think what his stat line would have been with another touchdown or two like just the worst deandre swift if staying healthy and didn't have jamal williams would probably finish as the rb1 this year if that's how they're going to use him and 
they're going to try to run when they're inside the five yard line. He would be in line for a lot of touchdowns, but Jamal Williams is going to steal a lot of them because it looks like that's the guy that's going to be in when you're inside the 10. I, I think you could literally have games where Jamal Williams scores as much or more than DeAndre Swift solely because of him scalping the touchdowns. And it pisses you off too because DeAndre Swift looks like he could be a league winner for you if there wasn't someone scalping his touchdowns. And fantasy owners hate to see it, but guess what? Football coaches don't give a shit. They're going to do what they want to do. Like you had DeAndre Swift averaging almost 10 yards per carry, and you had Jamal Williams averaging two and a half. <laughs> Dude, yes. Yeah, it's obviously an annoying situation and something we're going to have to deal with. So uh, DeAndre Swift obviously seemed to be locked in RB1. Everything is advertised as a top 20 pick, but that's just going to be you know, a pain in the ass all year. Uh, moving on. Miles Sanders also looked pretty good in this game. So can you trust Miles Sanders as a locked-in RB2 going forward after a strong opening performance? Never. I will never trust Miles Sanders again as long as I Dude, I've, I've been saying it all offseason. If that man scored touchdowns last year, it would be a completely different conversation about Miles Sanders this offseason. Calm down there, Ron Seymour. <laughs> Every running back in that backfield scored a touchdown. So it's not oh, going to be every week. Okay, but so yes, they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball a lot, and he's the number one in that timeshare? Yeah, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't get in the end zone, it's not league winning like DeAndre Swift. That's all I'm saying is edge But he's still going to be no, a solid nah. RB2. Yes. Why is there only one ding? Just be there multiple. Wait, no, you, you, just, you did the ding, and then you agreed with Ron. I know. I didn't do yeah. the ding. I did everything. Oh, but then Joe agreed. He ruined it. All I'm saying is hedge your bets with him. Don't get overly excited for Miles Sanders. <laughs> Can we turn the loop off? <laughs> Keep it going. I like it. Shame. Jesus. Shame. <laughs> Someone watch House Stop, of the Dragons this past weekend. Jones podcast real fast. <laughs> yeah, I love it. All right, rather than going off on a tangent, game of game of pedof- or game of incest. Oh, that's yeah. that's every that's every season of Game of Thrones. We only got like ten more games to go, guys. We're doing great. Yep, more than that, actually. All right, moving on <laughs> to the next play in this game. So, uh, AJ Brown. What? What? Yeah. What do you guys think of AJ Brown? He obviously went nuclear. Thirteen targets, ten for one hundred fifty-five and the touchdown. And then you had Devontae Smith with four targets and pitching a shutout. So, are we nervous about Devontae Smith? What do we, What do we think going forward? Yeah. I drafted the wall. I'd receiver. Oh, I'd pick Keenan say, Allen over him. I was going to say, here's what I think. If you drafted Keenan Allen over A.J. Brown in the second round, you're foolish. Or third round even, wasn't it? Third round. Third round. Yeah. Damn. Hope no one watched that podcast. Nobody did. It's okay. Yeah. It's probably because it was at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m. at night. <laughs> All right. So – Obviously, Devontae Smith, I would not recommend starting him right now. We'll see if, uh, you know, Hurts' excitement about Brown comes down a little bit and maybe it's a little bit more balanced going forward. But uh, obviously a little bit concerning. Uh, next game, we'll give Ryan the lead on this one. We got the Patriots at the Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins win 20-7 to in Miami. Are you – is anyone interested in any Patriots skill position players? The running back – Split was a mess. Harris had nine carries and two receptions. Stevenson, eight carries, two receptions. And then Ty Montgomery had two carries and three receptions, including a touchdown. 
Devontae didn't have had one catch for nine yards. Ryan, break no. it down for us. None of it. Um, listen, all right, let's. I, I didn't click this one. I'll be that bad. And I shut Joe the loop. Did, even though his team was just as bad. Um, yeah, the the Patriots are just too unpredictable. Everyone, I think a lot of people are high on Stevenson. Oh, it's only me. Um, a lot of people are high on Stevenson, but clearly, that that's unreliable as well. It's um, such a fun game to play. <laughs> so I'm gonna say no. Pro- I think the only player that might be worth looking at as the season goes on, they get it together, would probably be. Jacoby Myers, maybe in a flats, could be a PPR monster. Um, but I think that'd be it. <laughs> the team's gonna suck so bad this year. Joe acts like his team is going to be so much. <laughs> Guarantee the Patriots do better than the Jets. Guarantee it. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with you. I just but, it's nice to finally see your team suck. That's okay. I'm gonna take I, I swear to God, like Bill Belichick. Is just such an asshole that he's gonna make the running back room not as effective by mixing all these guys in, well, rather then, than just picking a guy and sticking with him. Let someone become the hot hand. He just to fuck over fantasy football players. Hundred Bourne comes out with a forty-one yard reception, and it's like, nice job, back to the bench. Like, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't take. I took Stevenson in a couple of leagues, but other than that, I did not take any Patriots. So. I don't That's think any Patriots situation. on any of my teams. And then, um, and I know previously I talked about uh, Hunter Henry just because of the red zone targets, but Johnny Smith actually got more receptions and more targets than Hunter Henry. So Johnny Smith is going to be more involved in the offense this year than it's probably a wash at the tight end spot as well. Um, hey, Ryan, how did Devontae Parker do? I said one catch in nine yards. Yeah, he almost had a touchdown. It, but uh, the rest. Oh, I forgot about that. that. Hold on. Let's uh, Joe math this real quick. The rest fell asleep. <laughs> nine yards. Nine yards. Times uh, seventeen hundred and fifty-three. Hey, I'll take oh, it. It's close really to eight hundred and fifty. It is. It is close. All right, we'll leave poor Ryan alone now. Joe math. Getting into some of the Dolphins aspects of things. Uh, how do you guys feel about Chase Edmonds' debut? He didn't really get it going on the ground, 12 carries for 25 yards, but he had a couple nice catches, four receptions for 40 yards. Do we like him as an RB2 flex? What do we think? Still need to see more? He's an RB2. Um, 12 carries is pretty prominent. I think the first week he's getting some passing work there too. He'll have better work, better weeks. Right. I agree. We'll roll. Uh, Hill and Waddle. This is kind of like the A.J. Brown thing. Um, the shiny new toys for these quarterbacks – uh, Hill had 12 targets compared to Waddle's five. Two was seemed to favor Hill, but Waddle obviously had the big play and that uh, saved his fantasy day. So, do we think it's going to even out a little more, or is uh, is Hill going to take over some of that volume that Waddle had last year? He's definitely going to take over some of the. He's definitely going to take over some of the volume. But what what you might see is like one or two weeks. It might be Tyreek Hill, and then when the defense goes over to try to cover him more, then you're going to see Jalen Waddle have the 12 receptions. I think two is set up perfectly to actually do something this year. And uh, Ryan getting him for a second round of Dynasty might be the steal of the season, really. Could be good. I, I saw some Dolphins fans say that 
some of Tua's film is a little concerning. So we'll see. He's in a great system, so hopefully he can uh, throw a few more touchdowns in next week. He only had one, but obviously the Dolphins still pulled it out. Uh, rolling in the next game, we'll let our uh, resident Jets fan take the lead on this one. He saw it live, folks. Ravens 24, Jets 9. I believe they and the Cowboys were the only teams that did not score a touchdown week one. So Jets scored uh, a touchdown. They did? <laughs> yeah, they just missed the extra point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. So the Cowboys are the only team that didn't score a touchdown. Uh, so starting with the Ravens, are any running backs viable until J.K. Dobbins gets back? Drake had 11 carries for 31 yards. Davis had two for 11. Neither looked great. Uh, are you guys stashing either of these guys, or are we just leaving them on the bench or cutting them until Dobbins rolls back in? Kenyon Drake is going to be in for some PPR work next week because they are playing the Miami Dolphins, who are going to score a lot of points. That often wasn't predominantly very good in the first half. I think the Dolphins have a better defense, too. So I think with the lack of weapons on the outside, which didn't get going until later on in the game, I think that you could see a lot of garbage time work from Drake. So, yeah, I like Drake in the upcoming week. All right. Moving on to the Jets. Uh, We saw Michael Carter have a pretty nice day on the ground and through the air. Uh, How long do we think Brees Hall is going to be the – the RB2, is it season long, mid-year? Is it going to shift soon? What do you think, Joe? Michael Carter surprised the hell out of me in this game. Uh, he came out not looking like a rookie back anymore. Uh, balanced, took a lot of catches out of the backfield on third down. <clears throat> right on the sentiment. Although, I think Brees Hall is a lot more talented. Nice. He looked like a bowling ball out there. Um, Michael Carter could be in for a lot of work this year. And with the star quarterback allegedly out until week four the game script is going to be running the ball um i think both of them are going to be viable uh, michael carter low end probably running back two over the next two weeks breeze fall in the flex until the immediate future okay yeah i think it'll take a little bit uh definitely going to be a, a time shared start the year so ron's got the eyebrows at a higher level like uh you're going to look like an idiot with your guarantee, but we'll see. I, it, it's not out of the realm of possibility, especially if there's an injury to Carter. I mean, Brees is, I think, clearly more talented. Um, and even I, I still saw it in the game, too. He's elusive. He runs over people. And there's not a part of his game that he isn't good against opposing defenses. In, so. I'm happy to have two good running backs, but uh, as for the offense performing and Joe Flacco's shitty uh, decision making, I was to say now if you could just have a, a quarterback. <laughs> Still waiting. Uh, Ryan said his computer had a seizure, but I think he just had his feelings hurt by all the talk about the Patriots and uh, decided to call it a night. So he wants to rest, watch the rest of the game. Do it. Or House of Dragons. Or play House Madden. of Dragons. Uh, last question, Joe. Elijah Moore uh, had fewer targets than Corey Davis and Garrett Wilson. Does it concern you at all? Did you think he was going to lead in targets? I, I was very surprised to see Corey Davis lead them in targets. I think they saw Elijah Moore as the most prominent weapon for Joe Flacco. We saw the game script with him last year, so I think they focused a lot of their defense uh, against him. They schemed up against him, and this kind of made uh, – 
Joe Flacco have to target Corey Davis. Garrett Wilson was being used very strangely by the coaching staff. It was fucking weird to see Garrett Wilson basically catch. I don't know why JJ's face is on the screen, but anyway, Garrett Wilson caught the ball behind the line of scrimmage, made nothing, something happened out of nothing. The use of it was absolutely terrible. Thank you for that. Is it still on loop? Come on. Come on, guys, with the loop. I, I just shut it off. I don't. <laughs> anyway, the coaching staff is using Garrett Wilson in the wrong way. Uh, I'm more concerned about the use for Garrett Wilson as opposed to Elijah Moore. I think Elijah Moore will get his work this year. All right. Uh, moving on. Jaguars at Commanders. Jaguars pull it out at home, 29-22. Uh, does Christian Kirk's early success make you feel confident with him as a wide receiver, too, or a flex play? Absolutely. He was good. peppered. He was peppered. Yeah. Love him. And Zay Jones, had, Zay Jones had just as many targets as he did. Zay That's Jones nice. had two touchdowns. that hit him in the hands, and he couldn't come up with them. So. Yeah. But the targets were there. That's something you want to see, especially in week one. To a team yep. that's probably going to be down often and is going to need to pass the ball. Agreed. Do we buy Curtis Samuel from the commander side of things? 11 targets, 8 catches, 55 yards, and a touchdown. And he had 4 carries. Kind of how he was used in Carolina. Um, and also, what about Johan Dotson? 5 targets, 3 catches, 40 yards, and 2 scores. Do we buy either of these guys? Both of them. Curtis Samuel was centerpiece of the offense for that game. And Jahan Dotson to come out and have the kind of stats that he did in his very first game. I mean, on five targets, he was impressive and got the two touchdowns. Uh, I see the viability of both these players. This is going to be a very good offense, I think, for the year, and none of us saw this coming. John Dotson was their, you know, the, their first-round pick. This regime wanted him. He's going to be involved, and he'll probably end up being more involved as he gets more integrated into the offense. Who knows how many routes they have him running right now. They might increase that throughout the year. So he's definitely, I think, going to be good. Curtis Samuel, we've seen him have good games before and then just kind of falls off. He's kind of injury prone. But at this point right now. He's only 26. You still kind of got him. And wasn't Curtis Samuel the guy that Carson Wentz said one time? Like, if they were together, he'd be a wide receiver one or something like that. I, I thought know. I I thought I heard something about that back when they first picked him up. Regardless, I think both of these are going to be uh, heavy waiver commodities in a lot of leagues because you can get probably both of them on the waiver wire in not as uh, heavy formatted leagues. Agreed. So look for both of them in your waivers. All right. And they have, a, they have an excellent matchup coming up this week, too. So. You can guys can go look for him in winner, winner, but he's already on my team. I already looked. <laughs> All right. Is James Robinson a viable RB2 going forward, and are we concerned about Travis Etienne? Robinson looked great. Looked like his old self, pretty explosive, caught the ball well, ran the ball well. Um, looked like he's going to be a, a big part of the offense this year. So what do we think about Robinson? I gave Ron the credit to the, his Brees Hall take. He's wrong on the James Robinson take here. This is – Completely out of the ordinary. Um, typically coming off an injury, Ron was correct. 
Typically, they do not look right. James Robinson looked shifty. He looked good. He took over 50% of the snaps, and he looked like the red zone guy. He, he's back in full. I think you can throw him right back in your lineup and then you think about it. Yeah. I can't argue. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll succeed on this one. I, I can't argue with it, so he looked good. Last last thing I'll say on this game, not on the script, uh, Antonio Gibson looked great as a pass catcher. He caught 24-yard ball on the <laughs> sideline. Uh Looked like a natural pass catcher because he was a wide receiver. So here's it's almost my like question J.D. McKissick should get the hell out of town. Well, <laughs> here's my question on this one, too. He also looked good as a runner. Yeah. Um, If he continues to play well and doesn't fumble the ball or anything, does Brian Robinson not come right in and steal that job? I, 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 would, think. I would think that McKissick would be the odd man out and you would just give – if it was me, I'd give Gibson 12 to 15 carries in the passing work and then give the rest of the carries to Brian Robinson. But If, if they're winning, they may not change the game script. The offense, yeah. like I said, came out of nowhere. Too, yeah, I mean, Gibson yeah. ran for 1,000 yards the last two years, 10 touchdowns the last two years. He was, yeah, he's been an RB1 in fantasy every year. Yep. I think maybe uh, people got a little too down on him and some people got some bargains, uh, got a bargain in, the, in their drafts. Uh Moving on, another emotional roller coaster of a game. Browns at Panthers. Baker Mayfield just has his heart broken by a rookie kicker. Question one is Amari Cooper even flex worthy going forward with Joe's boy, Jacoby Brissett, at the helm? Nope. No. I, I might have to agree. Like, I, I might be on the nope side, like the strong nope. That, that's a hard one. No further notice. Yep. Uh, it didn't look good, so we'll see. And until he picks it up, I would not uh, plug him in your lineup unless you had to. Uh, moving on, are we concerned with DJ Moore? Um, obviously, the past few quarterbacks, he's been a, a target monster. Yesterday, we saw Baker throw to Robbie Anderson a lot, hitting him on the deep ball for eight targets, whereas Moore only had six targets, pulling in only three of them for 43 yards. Let me just say something really quick about Amari Cooper real quick. I think I would rather have Donovan Peoples-Jones over Amari Cooper, and he mm. could be a very deep stash. That's scary to say. Anyway, back to what you were talking about with DJ Moore here. Now, DJ Moore kind of does this once in a while where he disappears for a game or two, and then he reminds you why he's so excellent for fantasy football. And Robbie Anderson, uh, I think, kind of had a narrative in this game. Baker and him wanted to prove that they could get along and play well together, and he got the bomb in this game. Uh, so, no, I'm not worried about DJ Moore. He's going to be the primary wide receiver for I think it's, the Panthers. But. I think it's more than that with Robbie Anderson, though. I think they found a real connection. And, like, Robbie Anderson could be good for the year. I mean, he'll probably have his down games because it's still Baker Mayfield. But, I mean, if they can connect on one of those deep bombs every every game, they won't, even though. if it doesn't always go for a Even if it doesn't always go for a touchdown, like, I mean, defenses have to focus on DJ Moore also. It's been the so, narrative of Robbie Anderson's whole career, though. He gets and not to mention, once in a while, people love him, and then he fades. Not to mention CMC. Like, yeah, yeah but Moore's he's never a, been on a team that's been this good. That's fair. Moore is a big play guy, too, so he's, he's a big yak guy, so a lot of his yards come right. on big plays. So he can hit one anytime. I'm not that concerned about him. I think he can bounce back next week. Last – question I have uh, any concern on Christian McCaffrey um, when he starts you 
you kind of think he's automatically dominant. But yesterday, only 14 touches, only four catches, and 10 carries. That produced 57 yards and a score. Don't worry about him. No, he'll come back. All right. Let's get into one of the uglier games of the week. We had a tie. We have the Colts and Texans. Michael Pittman was an absolute beast. Nine, uh, 13 targets, nine receptions, 129 yards, and a score. Is he a locked in our wide receiver one going forward? Maybe a top five wide receiver going forward. No. All right. I will be apologizing because of this game coming yes. soon. I told you those Texans are scrappy, and then Shaq Leonard was out. Uh, we'll give this one to Ryan to talk about a former Patriot. Uh, what the fuck are the Texans doing with Rex Burkhead giving him 19 touches to Damian Pierce's 12? Maybe just like the cancer that is how <clears throat> the Patriots treat running bats just follows them wherever they go. Um, because I don't know. And I listened to you guys and I started Damian Pierce and it, it wasn't great. You guys can clown yourself because I listened to you. Um, I don't know. I but like we mentioned earlier, I don't think I I would just be patient with Damian Pierce. He's definitely going to take over that role. It's not a matter of if, just a matter of when. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. Like next week. Yeah, yeah. Please. You um, say what they were? What were they doing with Rex Burkhead? They were winning. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they tied. But then they what did he do yeah. that was because they didn't win because of him? He looked like a 32 year old journey running back to me, but he yeah, looked like Frank Gore. But no, like they were up what 20 to three at one point or something, yeah. Like okay, that? I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's kind like, of it's not like you put him over the top 14 rushes for 40 and, yards, four, four minute. I mean, Pearson, it the Colts have a pretty good defensive line, so you know, maybe write this one off, but yeah, I, I just think he was a little too involved for my liking. Last question on this game, is O.J. Howard viable as a starting tight end? He had two catches for 38 yards. Both went for touchdowns, but no. he only had two targets. No, move on. Two targets. Fluke. On. fluke. Unless, unless next week he comes out and gets like seven targets, maybe then. But two targets is not what you want to see. No. All right, Ron, it's showtime. We got the Giants and Titans. Giants. Brian Dabble. Brian Dabble. Uh Dayball, Dabble, Dable. Uh, shows the ballsy move in going for the two-point conversion at the end of the game, and the Giants pull it out. Uh, I said here the whole podcast was in on Saquon Barkley. Is he going to be the RB one if he stays healthy? If he stays healthy, it's going to be hard to it's going to be hard to stop him from being the RB one. Listen, this offense runs through Saquon Barkley, okay. like. We weren't doing anything until Saquon Barkley stepped it up, you know, carried this team on his back. So if he goes down, we won't win a single game. And I'm not, it's not even a joke. Like if he goes down, we will not win. All right. Yeah. He looked explosive like his old self, obviously ripped off big runs, he caught the ball. Amazing. Looked Pretty awesome. So good to Only see Only one running back had a higher get to a higher speed on the week than he did on one of his runs. Only one. Who was he it? is back, he's explosive, and he is ready to show some people who the fuck he is. 
Fucking tell point of that. Joe's <laughs> uh, just a little trigger happy over there. I know. He just loves Next. all his drops that he's made. Passive Especially. appearance. Jesus Christ. Yeah, they mugged him. Sorry. Darius Tony was uh, only on the field for seven plays, had zero targets, was sitting by himself on the sideline. Are we done with Darius Tony or is he just going to have to earn? I think he was in the doghouse. Had to think- I think he gets traded soon. I do. There was that tra- those trade rumors in the offseason. I just I don't see how you can. You've seen with the two plays that he actually had, he's the second most explosive person on our team. If Richie James got like eight targets and six catches, <laughs> if you gave those to Kadarius Tony, we would have been up a lot sooner in this game because he would have made some moves and made some plays that Richie James is not going to make. Yeah, they give him a couple carries and he looked shifty and fast as hell like he always does. Yeah, there was the one where he was going to throw the ball and then like that got blown up and normally when those get blown up, it's a loss. He turned it into a four-yard gain by running all the way back to the other side of the field. Like, do not trade him. If they trade him, it'll be the dumbest move ever. Tough to move on from your first round pick that fast, but I think you might regret dropping him too in fantasy leagues. Um, I I would still hold him. I I've got a strange feeling on on Tony, whether they trade him or whether he stays in the Giants. I think we're going to see some production out of him. All right, so we're stashing Tony. We're going to let it ride a little bit if you have the luxury. Yep. So plus with Wondell Robinson getting injured, yeah, that opens up more spots for him. All right. Stash and Tony. Uh, what about Robert Woods here in this one? Uh, two targets, one catch for 13 yards. Traylon Burks had more action, and Kyle Phillips led in targets, receptions, and receiving yards for the Titans. Fuck that what? Titans offense, man. Oh, outside of the Yeti, those receivers may be bad this year. I mean, the Yeti didn't even do that great. Yeah, we saw the, Not the Yeti it. get jacked up for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Laid the hit stick out him. That was nice. I enjoyed that. Roquan Smith, old partner in crime in Georgia. Tay Crowder lit him up. Uh, I, I don't know. Like I'm probably throwing Robert Woods on the bench this week. Um, he started slow last year, too, and then kicked it up in the middle of the season. But he's coming off an injury. There may be some rust here. But yeah. I, I really did not like how the Titans offense performed. It just looked sketchy. <laughs> yeah, 30-plus-year-old. So good. Receiver with a torn ACL. I just I didn't draft Robert Woods anywhere. So, uh, all right, that's all I had for that one. Moving on, Packers and Vikings. Love to see the Packers get smashed. Twenty-three-seven uh, Vikings. Is Aaron Rodgers startable with all the uncertainty around the wide receivers and offensive line? Ryan, Ooh. would you start him? <sighs> <clears throat> I Yo, like, Adam. Yo. Um, I feel like Aaron Rodgers always struggles week one. I believe last week, last year, week one, not good. Everyone was like, he's done. Um, I think you got to hang tight and probably wait a couple more weeks before you consider either cutting him for someone else or benching him. He also plays the Bears next week, and uh, you know how that usually goes, so. Right. Hopefully it doesn't go. I that hear way, that he but... owns them. 
Yeah. It's been said. It's has been some, said. <laughs> has some stock. Is it at Bears or is it? It's at Lambeau. So it's a home opener in prime time. It's just. And imagine if Justin Fields wins that game and just goes to the crowd and goes, I own you. Start Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I it, He didn't look in sync with his receivers. I, I think Lazard will probably come back for this one, so I think you'll probably start him. But uh, just keep an eye on it. Uh, and then speaking of the wide receivers, do Russell we like? Wilson went for it on fourth and goal and threw a pass that got intercepted. It's weird. Mm. It's almost like we've seen that before. Mm, that <laughs> Melvin Gordon fumbled. We'll never learn. Oh, Melvin Gordon fumbled. I lied. Well, that's what you get for not giving it to Jamal Williams. That's what you get for not throwing it on the wall and trying to run it. Right, yeah, that's what I said. (laughs) All right. Uh, Speaking of Packers wide receivers, anybody that you saw flash that you have interest in or are all of them riding your bench and you're holding off for Alan Zard? It's hard to believe that Sammy Watkins got the most snaps of any wide receiver on the Green Bay Packers. That's the Lizard King strikes again and will do nothing next week. I am still holding out hope for Alan Lazard. I'll tell you what, Christian Watson really blew an opportunity. Like, he was wide open, 75-yard bomb. Rodgers put it on the money. And then he – it was kind of his – the knock on him coming out that he struggled catching. So, Rodgers gave him a pretty dirty look after that. So Flashbacks to Deshaun Watson's – Deshaun Jackson's drop years ago. What are you guys' thoughts on A.J. Dillon? Pretty involved in the the passing game. yeah, led the team in receptions, five for 46. And carries. Harvey won. Had another 45 on on the ground. Yeah, he finished the week as an RB1. Looked really good, plowing people over. So uh, I thought Jones would get a little more run. I was pretty surprised. But AJ really, Dillon got passing work too. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's he definitely seems viable as a, an RB1. Start. So, I, yeah, start him weekly. Um, I also think the Bears can be had running the ball, so he could be good next week. Um, I'm interested to see what the Bears look like when it's not a monster. Could be bad. It'll be it'll be an entertaining game. All right, uh, last bit on this one. How are we feeling about? Shut up! I just caught up that you said bad. Shut up, Joe. <laughs> last last piece. Uh, how we feel about the Vikings wide receivers? Adam Thielen. Um, him and KJ Osborne both only had four targets compared to Jefferson's 11. Did they just have too much control and not need to throw as much, or it's going to be a thing in the season? That was a Justin Jefferson, everything is mine kind of game. Uh, and you will see a few of those this season. This was one of them. I feel all right about Adam Thielen. I think he'll still get his red zone work. KJ Osborne, pretty concerned about him, but Delvin, Thielen, and obviously Jefferson will have their games. Um, Osborne's kind of the odd man out here. Yeah. Okay. So we're we're holding strong on Thielen. Uh, moving to the next game, another blowout. Chiefs at Cardinals, 44-21. Patrick Mahomes looking like Patrick Mahomes, 365 scores. Um, spread it around nicely. So uh, first, let's start off with the Cardinals. Are we concerned without Hopkins and Rondell Moore that the, the Cardinals may uh, struggle moving forward? They looked very out of sync here. Should go to Ron. We know his obsession with uh, Kyler Murray. Let's do it. How you feeling? Why is what it always it? I have an obsession with these people just because they're on my fantasy teams? Yeah, what do you think, Ron Seymour? I think Kyler Murray 
uh, needs to watch some film. Maybe they should have kept that clause in his contract. Um, <laughs> hey, he coached, sorry. Yeah. Um, they should have just made I think him they'll the figure it out. coordinator. My biggest, my biggest takeaway from this game is the Cardinals' defense looked horrible. If you're oh, looking yeah. to stream quarterbacks, sure stream whoever's playing against the Cardinals' defense. They had zero pass rush, zero pass defense. You just stream against them. That might be the team this year that you just play your guys against. It seems like losing Chandler Jones is really going to hurt them, and obviously Watt didn't play either, and he's banged up. Yeah. So I agree, Ron, that that defense can definitely be had. Uh then let's get to the Chiefs' backfield. Both CEH and Pacheco looked really good on Sunday. Um, are both viable for fantasy, or is Pacheco did Pacheco just get the work because there was so much garbage time? They're both viable because the Chiefs are going to get up in a lot of games, and Pacheco could still get garbage time in a lot of those games. So you can flex Pacheco um, on given weeks in good game scripts. Ron's kind of like shaking his head. And CEH is currently, I think, a running back to lower end i would just trade him on the high but uh, he had two receiving touchdowns this weekend you're not gonna i feel like that's not something you can bank on really trade him he, he looked pretty good I'll, I'll say he he there a lot came out about last year and the injuries and um i thought he looked okay I, so if you can sell him high for a good deal uh, go ahead but I, I thought he looked good only thing about pacheco that worried me he didn't get really any passing work he got all the all his work was on the ground, and then McKinnon was in the mix through the air. Um, I was hearing this on other podcasts, too. Try to uh, package him for to Delvin Cook owners who are a little bit jaded about his usage this week. Uh, maybe you can get someone that doesn't know what they're doing. Um, I don't know. I, I'd still hold off on putting Pacheco in my starting lineup. Yeah, I'd, I'd rather see how he does during like a neutral game script. Or maybe even when they're behind, see if he gets any play time. Who, who do the Chiefs have next week? I don't know. I barely know who the Giants play next week. We're not that far into the week, guys. We're not far into the week yet. The Chiefs have the Chargers. Yeah. On Thursday. Yep. Yeah, that's right. That's a Thursday night football game. That's gonna be great. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. So. Um, it's it's going to be a similar game script, and they're not going to have a lot of time to prep for it. So Pacheco might get some work again. No, because they're not going to be up eight thousand points. Yeah, should the be a good game. Maybe airing it out. Yeah. All right. Last thing: Did Juju establish himself as a wide receiver one for the Chiefs, or will it be a new guy every week, like Mahomes suggested? I thought Juju looked. Pretty good. He moved pretty well over in the middle of the field and got open. So, and Mahomes found him. So, I, I thought he looked great. What about you guys? Low end I thought they looked good for now. I thought they looked good, but I do think it's going to be someone new every week. I think it just could be a very frustrating thing, which is great for Patrick Mahomes. But I and Travis it's Kelsey. going to be one of those. And Travis Kelsey. I think those are the only two you could start with any type of real confidence going forward it's still a high-powered offense though and there's going to be points had if you can throw your dart at the one that's actually going to be playing well right yeah yeah mvs i thought would uh be more involved ron nailed the pick on which chiefs guy would have it um but he had caught all four of his targets so anyways uh okay moving on raiders at chargers um Devontae Adams comes in and gets a 46% target share from Derek Carr. So is this going to keep up or, and will this 
cripple the run game and Hunter Renfro. <laughs> no, nah, they were they were proving a point. They're not going to give him forty six percent of the targets every week. <laughs> like that seems crazy. Um, I do think it'll be a high number, thirty eight percent maybe, maybe like eighty, but it is not going to be nearly fifty percent of the targets. Like, <laughs> I think Joe's right. I think they were like, look, he can be good without Aaron Rodgers. And after the game the Green Bay Packers had, that whole chicken or egg argument kind of come into fruition for a little bit here. It, it was really, like, excessive. Like, there were times he was, like, quadruple covered and he tried to cram it into him. Yeah. Like, I think it definitely affected the offense's flow. So, I, he really needs to start spreading them. Carr needs to start spreading it around more. He misses boy. That's all. All right, I'm going to give this one to Ryan to talk about Austin Eckler. Uh, so, did the Chargers running back usage worry you with Eckler? He had 14 carries. Sony Michelle and Kelly had 11 combined, and he had four catches. Uh, Eckler had four catches for 36 yards. Yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, because even, even in the receiving game, only had four receptions, which with Eckler, you usually bank on him. You know that's kind of where he gets a lot of his a lot of his points is through through the air, but week one it's weird. I I'm not super concerned yet, but it, it's a little worrying for sure. Um, and Kelly looked good five yards per carry for the for the couple carries he had. Um, so it would definitely be something to monitor. But I know that we had talked on the podcast previously that we we I know Joe always mentioned it predicting a dip in Eckler's work, especially in the red zone. So yeah, I I think you might see him fall from that, you know, top five RB spot that a lot of people were taking him at. Okay, I'm I'm aligned. I think uh, yeah, last year he had that weird game where he had no receptions and everyone kind of freaked out and then he yeah. kind of went off. So. I think in a competitive game with the Chiefs, he should he should roll a little bit. Yeah, he could have a really good week in week two. Yep. All right. Uh, obviously, we we talked about Keenan Allen at the the top of the show. Uh, even with him missing the second half, Mike Williams still only finished the game with two catches for ten yards. Is this where you guys, or is it another fluke performance? It's uh, concerning. I don't know. This is kind of who Mike Williams is. He's not the possession guy that's always been Keenan Allen. Now it'll be Joshua Palmer. He's the big play, you know, not going to get a high target volume. So that's just who you got to – that's who Mike Williams is, and you got to know that when you put him in your lineup. All right, we'll see what he can do next week versus the Chiefs in a potential shootout. All right, last game, uh, Sunday night game, Bucks at the Cowboys – Bucks won this one 19 to 3. Cowboys offense looked out of sync. Dak played poorly and then got himself hurt. Uh so let's uh I'll I'll start off with the third bullet. Are the Cowboys doomed without Dak Prescott? And can Cooper Rush support CD Lamb going forward? Maybe looking at the first overall pick. It's it's not good. It's it's a yes and yes for me. I think they are doomed. And I think as long as Cooper Rush you know, highly target CD Lamb. I think CD Lamb should be fine. I don't think so. But you're not going to get what you drafted in fantasy for CD Lamb. You're not going to get that upside of the 202 games. You're going to get, you know, eight receptions for 80 yards and sometimes a touchdown. Like, 
I you're not he's going to end up being a bust for where he was drafted, but I think he'll still be wide receiver two most weeks, even with Cooper Rush if he can if he can do anything at all, really. Should okay. I give Jimmy G a call? I don't think they're going to give him up, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got to make sure they can't give. They got to make sure they yeah. can get him up. No, they need a high draft pick to reinforce that offensive line, which is a fucking mess. Yeah, I think the the path for success for uh, Lamb is the Cowboys suck and then get down, but their defense actually looked pretty respectable versus Brady. So we'll see. It's a messy situation. Yeah, let's let's not act like the Tampa Bay offense looked like it was good. Yeah, because it really didn't look great. Well, let's get into this point. It's a little different. So the game plan last year, Brady led the league in pass attempts. It was really ground and pound. Like Leonard Fournette got carries early and often, ended with 21 carries for 127 yards. Is this a worry about Brady at all? Like maybe they think, you know, the line's not as good as last year. Let's just run at a higher tick and rely on that and our good defense. There might be something to that because – Yes, Lenny got a lot of work, but Rashad White, interestingly, I think got seven or eight carries in this game, too. Um, I think they do want to run a little bit more this year. Uh, Julio, I think, was fairly impressive in this game, too. You saw him get some running work, and he was actually probably the fastest guy on that uh, Bucks offense. Uh, so I, I think they do want to run the ball a little bit more because I think they're seeing this as like the pinnacle of Brady's career, and they may be phasing him slowly out. Not not that it, he might not play for another year or two, but they're very interested in seeing what the running game can do with these two players, I think. See, what it looked like to me was in the beginning of the game, they tried passing quite a bit, and Brady kept getting hit. I think it, you know, after halftime, Brady's like, I don't want to get hit no more. <laughs> and then they just switched to the run and just kept running the ball as much as possible because, one, they were winning. So... And two, Brady didn't want to get hit. So I think you'll see games where if they have to pass, Brady's going to pass the ball 40 times that game. I don't think he'll finish with a stat line that everyone kind of assumed he was going to finish with this year. But I think most weeks he'll still be all right for fantasy. He's still a QB1. Giselle called Byron Leftwich at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting my man murdered out there. He's not even oh. supposed to be playing. All right. That's a wrap, folks. Uh, only other game it going on right now. The only other game is going on right now. Uh, Denver and Seattle. Denver has its second goal on the four yard line, and they finally put Javante in, but they're throwing it, and it's not a touchdown yet. Okay, maybe Javante, please, not Melvin Gordon. Yeah, this should be a Javante carry here. We'll we'll see what happens, <laughs> but. Uh, that's gonna do it. Nine nine rushes to Javante's five. Yeah, it's unbelievable. That is a nope. Oh, not touchdown. Huh? <laughs> you better give this to Javante. Oh man! All right, guys. If you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. If you want to listen to us in audio formats, you can do that anywhere: Spotify, Google, Apple, Pandora, TuneIn, iHeartRadio. We are absolutely everywhere. You can visit us at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can scream at us at garbage underscore time FF on Twitter, on Instagram at garbage time fantasy football. And let's see what JJ has to say to the heckling fan that something psycho just happened. Fumble that, didn't Hold on. Don't say it yet. 
What is it? Hold on. <laughs> Rod's the only one. What? No way. <laughs> well, Javante Williams just fumbled. On the one. <laughs> on the one-yard line. Defense recovered it in the end zone for a touchback. Good, Javante. If they don't keep giving it to Melvin, give him a reason. All right? <laughs> oh, boy. And on that garbage-ass play, let's add garbage time fantasy Wilson can't win on the one, man. <laughs> good night, guys. <laughs> no, matter what, night, guys. no matter what they try to do. Bye. Bye.